have you ever been in a conversation with another person um, and you yourself say this or that other person says this? You know, that's just who I am. And they point out or state a characteristic of who they are. And then often they file up as like, I'm not going to change. Like, this is who I am. But is it? Like, is it who you are? Or is it a mask? Is it a coping mechanism? Is it something you've tried on and never um, took off again? Come with me, tribe. Let's do a deep dive today. Do you feel trapped in a cycle or pattern in your job, relationship, lifestyle? Are you tired of feeling sluggish, overwhelmed, exhausted, anxious, or powerless to the circumstances in your life? Are you finally ready to take back your power, transform your life and your deepest, darkest moments, and truly, truly start living the life of your dreams? Hey y'all, it's your girl B here with Back to Your Roots Podcast, and this is another episode. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, friends, tribe, how are you? Um, It has been a while. Um, Life has been busy, we have been creating and doing things, but Today, I just felt this profound urge, and I've been feeling that niggle for a while now, to hop on and just converse with you guys about and share thoughts and ideas and and feelings and beliefs and kind of work to unpack them with you. So this one that's coming up really strongly today is this idea of when you're, you know, we've probably all met this person or maybe this person is us and there is no judgment there. Um, But what we want to do is look at these lenses and learn to soften. So you've probably had a conversation with someone or maybe that conversation was you and, you know, throughout this conversation, maybe your back got up against the wall or something was happening and you pull out a characteristic or a statement about yourself and you say, well, this is just who I am. This is who I am. This is how I am. I'm never going to change. But I'm going to challenge you on that. Like, is that truly who you are? I know in this this culture, we're so obsessed. We have our human design and we have our astrology and we have, um, you know, our personality quizzes and traits and we have all of these labels because we're constantly trying to like know more about ourselves and we're consumed by this knowledge base of like who we are. Um, so sometimes... You know, we use that as this deflection or coping mechanism. Like, well, I'm just a Capricorn. Like, I'm always going to be a high achiever. I'm, I'm just a Taurus. Like, that's just who I am. But the interesting thing is when you dive deeper into these studies of human design 
astrology um me myself i do um soul realignment with clients um i do ayurvedic dosha i do homeopathy and i'm always looking at these markers for clues and when you actually do a deep dive on some of these things you understand that there's always a center point there's always a state of balance within the being and then there's um a state of discord um dis-ease um and then you know maybe a weakness um the disease could also be like an overdoing like a coping mechanism or an extreme so we see these extremes on either side that mimic states of like trauma or learning patterns that we you know collect or pick up along our life along our path Um, And then we get so rigid because we, we have yet to master this concept of sitting with ourselves and, and being outside of (laughs) ourselves, like looking at the little, I'll use me as an example, like the little Rebecca or the little B. And then, you know, looking and that this, this is actually a cultivation of our awareness technique when we're looking through the lens of our higher self. And our higher self is able to take us outside of our our body, our pain, our present moment, and look at like our lower level self or our inner child or our coup or our, or our, even our like adult self, our lono, our mother, um, to see like what's actually happening in the dynamic. Who's truly in pain? Is this the truth? You know, is this a fear? Is this a trauma response? You know, is this a deflection technique? Is this a coping mechanism? Like, what truly is this? And we, as a society, we have not quite mastered that technique. But what we do love to do is we learn, we love to learn about ourselves, and we like to stay in that realm of comfortability, And what we do is as we learn about ourselves, we'll say, well, this is just who I am. I'm never going to change. And the thing is, is that's not wrong (laughs) because that person or yourself is never going to change unless they take that step back and they realize and they, you know, they, they almost like take it inventory of like, okay, like, This is who I am currently. This is what I'm presenting currently. Is this helping me in becoming the best version of myself? Is this helping me in manifesting the life I want to live? Is this helping me to be in harmony with the relationships that matter most to me. And relationships are a little sticky because in some of these parameters, like we do want to create healthy boundaries and we only want to ever take responsibility for us, ourself, what we're contributing and what we're not contributing. And what happens is, is we, 
we like to hang our hats on these, well, this is who I am. I'm never going to change. Because change requires responsibility. It requires us to look at ourselves and say like, okay, this isn't working. And then do the work to unpack and figure out where did this come from? Like, is this helping me? And how do I unlearn it and learn something else? And that unlearning and relearning process is what takes time and patience and consistency, which is not always easy. So, and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to be like, okay, well, oh, shit. (laughs) Like, wow, this is actually not helping me or this is only helping me in these areas of my life, but it's not it's not helping the full picture. It's not helping the full flow. How can I shift and change this? And the thing is, is in nature, if we look at nature, nature's a beautiful representation of this because it has no judgment of itself and it is constantly evolving, right? Like if the crocodile stayed the way that it was and never evolved to be able to possibly swim in the seas, which there's been more and more sightings of it. It's my little nerd fact from watching a lot of like Nat Geo recently. Um, it would it wouldn't be able to possibly feed itself, right? Like we don't always know why animals are evolving, but they're evolving to survive. There's something that's threatening their environment, and they have to evolve to survive and we do see this in today's society with humans um we see this like rush or this shift and change to survive but do we see it to thrive because survival and thrive are two different Contracts. When we're doing something just to survive, we're in that constant fight or flight state. Our nervous system's spiking. There's no regulation. Like we're just trying to get to safety. We're just trying to survive. We're just we're running for our lives. Like we're just we are often living in lack. We have our head down. It's tunnel focused. Like it's day by day. I just need to get to here. And then what happens is when we get to that place. Sometimes we don't know what thriving looks like because we've been in this constant state of survival. So when thriving comes, we might um, self-sabotage the situation or try to look for chaos because that's what we, that's what we've come from. So in those states, when we've reached kind of like new cycles, new beginnings, new doorways in our life. We need to have a period of integration. And this is the beautiful thing in healing is like there's always this period of integration. Each month we have new cycles of death and rebirth. Um, each six months, each three months, each year, right? We're always going through these cycles. And sometimes what happens is we have this period of integration. And this period is uncomfortable for people because they're like, well, I just finished that, but what's to come? That thing that's to come is not here yet, so they get a little uncomfortable. But what's happening on an energetic level in their body is the energy is shifting. Things are shifting and realigning to a new um, 
possibilities, a new timeline, a new version of themselves. And that energetic shifting takes some time to process, to integrate. And then the physical takes even more time because it's something that's physical, it's earth-based. It's a slower manifestation process that it takes a little bit more time to show up. But what happens is we like to rush. We like that quick fix. We like that adrenaline. Like we want it now. We want to see it now. We want it to be tangible. And this is where the process of trust um, takes place. And in this process, when we get to that new stage, new beginning in that in that integration process, what we need to do is we need to take a tally or almost like a you know, a little moment to decompress and see like, okay, what is working? And what got me here, is that going to continue to get me to that next stage? Am I now going to be in a process of relearning, learning, unlearning? You know, what does this next stage look like? And this sometimes happens is like sometimes, sometimes some people manifest super quickly and they it's the same thing like they're consistent manifestors and then other people are variable manifestors so they manifest and they they need to do different things to manifest so it's not always going to be the same thing and in both of these situations we we still need to reevaluate like is this working for me is this who i am am i out of balance Am I in alignment with myself? And if we worked to consistently do this, our pa- we would be more and more aligned. We'd be more grounded. We would be more clear on where we're going. Um, our manifestation process would be quick, easy, and seamless. Um, and we would be happier because we're making those decisions within alignment to ourselves. But often what happens is we find out these tidbits of who we are and then we hide behind that. A perfect example, I'll give you a personal life example, is like I personally grew up in a how in a family of very strong, independent women. Um and like hard with values of like hard working, grinding it out. And that's what I did. I was independent. I was on my own. Like I grinded it out. I had like two, three jobs. I was working like 60 hours a week. I like also had nothing to show for it. Like there was, it was almost like I was working all these hours, but like the money wasn't really coming in. And I would hit these like crashes of just like pure adrenal fatigue. And I was like, okay, like, is this actually serving me? Like, do I have something to show for this at the end of the day? Am I happy? Like, can I sustain this type of lifestyle or behavior? Do I even want to sustain it? And I had to take time to like sit and unlearn this independent, you know, hyper-independent, um, work hard ethic. And am I a hundred percent there? Like, no, (laughs) right. These things take time and there's many layers and it's a process, but am I more there than I was before? A hundred percent. 
now I, I, you know, I'm not guilty myself when I want to relax. I take time for me. I take time to decompress in ways that feel authentic to me. And then, yeah, sometimes I, I get lost in my work because I really love what I do. But again, like we're always trying to find the balance and this will be a forever thing. Where is the needle right now on the spectrum? Can I bring it even more into alignment with myself? So in that example, I had to learn what independence truly meant. And did I need it? Was it hindering me or was it creating harmony in my life? And from that example, I came to understand this this process of interdependence, which means that sometimes I can be independent and sometimes I can be dependent and allow, you know, people into my space, allow me to take care of myself, allow them to take care of me, allow them to help me, allow resources open. Because if I'm purely independent, I will do this my way. No, I will always take care of myself. Then when someone offers me something, I'm most likely probably going to turn my nose up on it or turn it down and be like, no, I don't need your help. Like I can do it on my own. Like I don't want to owe anyone anything. But that comes from a coping mechanism. That comes from trauma. That comes, that's a learned behavior based on, you know, I let someone into my life and they didn't show up for me or I never had anyone to show up for me or do things for me. So I always had to do things on my own. And the process of unlearning this was very challenging because what would happen is I would, I'd be like, okay, okay, (laughs) I muster, this sounds silly, but I would muster up the strength to say like, ask someone to like help me take my car to the shop and pick me up. And they wouldn't show up or they would be late. So then like that, that would put me back in that cycle of like, well, I'll just do it on my own because when I ask for help, you know, I can't rely on the person. So I had to learn (laughs) to keep pushing back and being like, no, like still ask still ask because you like it also gives that other person a chance to be like oh wait I wasn't showing up or or maybe you were asking the wrong person right like there's so many variables that come into play in these situations but I had to keep unlearning what this behavior meant and then on the flip side when someone was offering me help or assistance with something instead of being like no no like I got it like I'll do it on my own <laughs> which I'm still working on. Um, I had to be like, okay, no, actually, I will. Yes, I would love your help with that, and constantly leaning into it. So when we're unlearning some of these, and learning and relearning some of these patterns, it does take time. It takes consistency. It takes awareness, which means you have to be grounded and, you know, taking inventory of what's happening in your life, how you're feeling in certain um, circumstances. Like, um, is this serving you? Is it not serving you? Like, what are you thinking? Like, where's the motive behind this? Um, but in or, but now I can confidently say, I'm much further along the path 
and I'm happier. I've opened up to allow others in to meet me in this space because the thing is, is we're supposed to be in community. And this is just one small example of how we can choose to evolve and shift and change so our needs are actually going to be met. Because if I just constantly fell back on, well, this is all I know. This is what I've had to do to survive up until now. This is what I learned in my family genetics. You know, this was what was taught to me. This is because I'm a Capricorn and like I'm constantly independent. I don't need anyone. I'm always searching for the top. Yes, all of those are truths. It was a coping mechanism. It helped me survive. It came through my family line. I am a Capricorn. But I still get to ask myself, is this the truth? And the thing is, is it was the truth before. It was serving me. But then it got to a point where it wasn't serving me anymore because I wasn't able to be fully receptive and fully step into what it meant to live and to be in community. And to be into oneness with myself and others. So the energy had to shift. Or if I continued on the same path that I was going to be on, I was going to be miserable. I was going to like, um, you know, put walls up and not let people in. I was going to reach burnout. Like so many things could have potentially happened. But the awareness led me to this space. The fact that I, you know, I do sit down and I think about what I want in the life and I, and I observe my surroundings and I observe myself. That awareness led me to believe like, okay, is this idea of independence versus interdependence, like, does it serve me? Is it serving me to constantly be ambitious, right? Is it serving me to constantly go and be in my masculine energy? And the answer was, no, I wasn't in a state of balance. So then I had to ask myself, well, what is balance? Ah, balance is this concept of interdependent. It's not the other extreme, which in society we love to go to. We love to live in extremes and um, vast polarities, right? Like if it's not the schooling system, it's completely the opposite. And we're like, we're doing unschooling or... It's this versus that, right? We like to peg things and move in vast opposites. But what happens is we actually need to always find that middle ground. It's okay for us to go and experience the opposite until it's no longer serving us. And we need to find that middle ground of like, okay, hmm, yeah, this is who I am, but this is no longer what I want for my story. I want to be you know, open and receptive or kind or learn how to manage my own energy or so on and so on and so on. And this is the process of authentic evolution. If we're consistently staying at who we were, we're never shifting, we're never changing, we're never evolving and our surroundings are going to mimic that like that slow (laughs) 
like we might see more tower moments. There is more resistance. We're going to be like pushing the boulder up the hill instead of like leaping and bounding up the hill and watching for the crane to build the bring the boulder to the hill top. So we get to choose. We get to choose to evolve. We get to choose to change. We get to choose to become aware of these traits that we may have and ask ourselves, like, is this actually who I am? Or is this some sort of coping mechanism? And if this is a coping mechanism, then who am I really? What would make me happy? What would create more harmony and ease in my life? Am I willing to stay at what I'm doing and cons- and to burn myself out through one way or another? Or numb myself out or, you know, do that same pattern that I've been doing? You know, how is my bank account? How is my house environment? How is my family life? How is, like taking all of these into consideration because you can't separate them from each other. They all intertwined within one another. That's how our health and healing work. I think another beautiful example of like why this is probably coming up now is because we are at a new moon in Leo and Leo is this like bold and beautiful and exciting expansive and fiery sign that you know wants to take over the show and sometimes there's a lot of bravo and ego associated with leo but the balanced side of leo leo is that it comes is it's deeply connected to the heart right um the lion was looking for his heart. It was looking for courage to move on. So when we understand who we are and try to tie it back to our heart, it allows us to be like, to become our own inner compass, to be like, hmm, this isn't working. This is working. And then when we fully align with ourselves, then we can step out and be that showstopper or shine our light and be big and bold in the world. But if we just stepped out and did all those things without tuning into our heart space or really seeing like, is this actually aligned with ourselves? Then, you know, it could turn out smashingly, but at some point in the road, things are going to fall apart. The tires or the wheels are going to come off. The brakes are going to rust. Like something is going to shift to or change or deteriorate to ask you to change, to bring you to a fork in the road, to make a decision. Do I continue the course or do I sit and do I take an inventory and do I see what's working for me and do I change, right? And that process alone takes a lot of courage and I think right now in the world especially with this new moon like we are being asked to do that we are being asked to take an inventory of our life and see what is working see what isn't working see where we're holding on to things because we have to recognize that we do do that we hold on to these labels and titles and and masks of like I'm independent or I'm this or this is who I am or you know blah 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 
When in reality, we could be none of that. When reality, as we heal and shift and decide to take off those masks, we may find a completely different person that's completely foreign to us. Um, and this often happens with a lot of moms and uh, parents who literally give their life to their children by the time, you know, their children don't need them anymore. They have no sense of self and who they are. So they have to start this process of like, who am I? What do I want? And it can be unnerving and scary and, and, um, hard and it carries a lot of emotion, but this is what we're being asked to do right now. We're being asked to take an inventory of, you know, is this really who I am? Who am I? What do I want? What do I need? And really start to come back into alignment within themselves. So some great tools to get you to this place. Um, is you yeah, like I'm always for like education and knowledge and experience. So you can definitely go like get human design readings or um look at your Ayurvedic dosha, you can look at your astrology. Um, soul realignment is an amazing, amazing, amazing tool to help you understand who you are actually at soul level, which is the most authentic aspect of self, who you are when you're soul departed from source energy but we never want to get completely stuck in these areas because we also need to have that awareness of things ebb and flow and within each um, area or arena of our lives we have um, the extremes and we have this center the center point the zero point that state of balance and harmony and that's what we want to achieve so go and experience all the things could be definitely an amazing tool for you as long as you have the awareness and you continue to say like okay is this an alignment is it not alignment when am I out of alignment what's working what's not working Um, awareness is definitely what you need to cultivate if you're going to start to do this so taking that time for yourself to actually be real with yourself like bars off real and ask yourself some pretty hard truths you can do this with your spirit team you can do this with yourself you can journal this out you can just have that time but you know it's not always easy to do this and sometimes it can bring up a lot of emotion but I think it's beneficial to be like oh okay this isn't actually serving me or when I say I'm moving through things I'm not actually moving through things I'm actually suppressing them but it feels good because I don't have to deal with it and I'm happy and I can move on but I'm actually not dealing with anything and then it's accumulating accumulating in my system and I'm getting frustrated and things are crashing down around me right so we need that awareness we need that time to ask ourselves and be really real with ourselves like am I doing this in the most harmonious healthy way possible Um, Another tool is doing it with a coach or an energy worker, um, which is extremely beneficial. So in our society, we have these very uh, hard and fast rules around 
self-healing and doing everything on our own and I don't need a healer and and that's simply not true like even in the ancient days there was always like yes you had all of the tools you did everything on your own but we are supposed to be here with other people there's supposed to be a sense of community and when we go to our healer a mentor someone that's at our level or above us more experienced, more wise, have done more of the healing process than us. It's not a judgment thing. Um, We can actually start seeing the forest for the trees. We can see the bigger picture. We get challenged on things. Um, We start to become, we start to like, okay, like I I need to do this or I need to do that. There's more awareness there. Um, So going to a healer, you know, uh, bi-weekly, weekly, every three weeks, every four weeks, I would say the max six, because this is what we do need to do in today's society. Um, Finding that person that resonates with you, super beneficial. So these tools, tips, tricks will help you navigate this with far more grace and ease, which is what we want. Because when we're looking at these truths, sometimes they hit us where it hurts and we can stay in those trenches of like oh my god this is what I've done with my entire life or I've attracted this or we we move into that victim mentality like I'm a victim of my circumstances or oh my god I did this and this and this to this person I'm such a terrible person we don't want that we want to be able to move through the energy to get to the other side I hope you guys have an amazing day. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, You can always reach out to me through my website, my Instagram. Um, Always posting lots of like um, different tools and techniques about health healing. I offer soul realignment sessions and um, manifesting blueprint sessions, um, energy medicine sessions, Ayurvedic medicine, homeopathy. Um, I just launched a new 21-day program to help you get so, so grounded and connected with yourself, which is what we need right now. Um, so if you have any questions or you want to connect, please hop on over to the Instagram or the website and check us out. I hope you have an amazing day. Bye tribe. Much love.